Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it is Just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? I, you guys just came out hot off the press watching Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is the right, right name, right? Yeah, kids, there's like yes. three of them. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> like Inside, Across, and what's the third one that's going to be called now? <laughs> like <laughs> Beyond. Beyond, thank you. I, I'm almost got confused there. So you guys just came. Umar, it's your second time. Tag, this is your first time. How y'all feeling? I feel good, man. I feel real good. Um, yeah, I was like literally in school and uh, I was like doing my presentation and then my watch is just going off like crazy. And then I saw, <laughs> after I sat down, I was like, yo, uh, be, war- uh, be warned. There's spoilers out there. Stay off YouTube and TikTok. And I'm like, well, fuck, I got to go watch this thing today. Because so, <laughs> I was originally going to just end up watching it like on a Tuesday or something like that. But then, yeah, you guys said uh it's spoiler heavy right now so as yeah. is the case with a lot of these movies nowadays yeah so. that's so that's so upsetting though because like i get up at like you know it's like nine o'clock in the morning i'm on my phone right and i'm like so the movie comes out technically on friday but you know releases on thursday and some people go watch it like umar and i did went to go watch it and then it's nine o'clock in the morning and on the first day it's supposed to be out and people already posting here's the second part of the ending and i'm like yeah. oh my god i'm like you, you people don't have a chance to watch this yet like Bro, and you're already spoiling it that's what happened with me and uh no way home i i, I saw i got spoiled with the uh toby mcguire thing because like i oh yeah because yeah, uh the scene that i saw was the final fight where um tom Hall or uh Tom Holland's Peter Parker is about to stab Green Goblin and then Toby gets in the way and I'm like okay well uh that just ruined everything because you know like sometimes when like even if you don't click on a video even if you just hover over the thumbnail it'll start uh, to play yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. it played right at that part and spoiled everything for me so yeah oh, so bad yeah. but you didn't get nothing spoiled this time so what no, was it like what was it like are we, we getting right into it or okay Sorry, so I, i'm be- just hyped yeah <laughs> okay so before we do that we gotta preface this that like we are not going to go full spoilers for this one because like it came out yesterday so yes. we, we ain't going to be like the people that like darcy and i are worried about so this is going to be a spoiler I, might, I, I accidentally might spoil something so i apologize i know i'm actually a, i'm a <laughs> little just, worried about that i might just say like very very minimal things like just the bare minimum of this movie all right and anytime right. you start hitting know. spoiler territory yeah. i'm just gonna say canceled yeah and then just interrupt you <laughs> or pause or pause no no because yeah. we, we gotta make it weird like that just cancel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so t you go first because darcy and i have done our own like uh video out of the theater reaction so you give literally your out of the theater reaction and we'll like add on to it but again <sighs> spoiler pressure bro i feel the pressure right now spoiler free uh well everybody dies Um, (laughs) (laughs) spoiler free (laughs) you know it's like someone's like i'm good with i'm good with holding secrets (laughs) you know what your mama did (laughs) um okay what can i say without uh spoiling it um i liked it i enjoyed it a lot um it it le- it ends off on a on a uh, on a cliffhanger. I can say that, right? I can say that. Yeah, it ends off on a cliffhanger. So I was kind of like left wanting more. It was like 
and Umar doesn't like this comparison, but it was like a Fast and Furious type <laughs> of th- like thing where I was like, yeah, wait, we're going to end it there? I said the same thing last night because I was like, I just did two movies back to back. They're cliffhangers. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm like, is is this is this a trend that we're 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 doing now with movies where it's just everything is a cliffhanger, nothing's ever a complete movie. But I, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, there was never really a, a dull moment in this movie uh, from start to finish. It 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 had a little bit more character development. Like you get to see a little bit more of. Uh, Gwen's backstory um and there are certain things that like I, like I don't know anything about spider Gwen really um other than what I saw Ooh. in the first movie yeah I I know that I knew that she that like spider Gwen was a thing I just didn't you know me I'm not really into the comics and stuff so uh I don't know her story I don't know her backstory at all so it was good for them to kind of delve into that a little bit and flesh that character out a little bit more um you, you get to see a little bit more of Miles' struggle in becoming, um, I was going to say Batman, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> he's, he's really struggling to become a Batman. <laughs> yeah. That would be hysterical. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you get to see a little bit more of his uh, struggle to try to balance the dichotomy between the two um, uh, personas because, you know, in the first movie, he literally just got thrown into the role of spider-man and so there was never really any time for him to kind of really like process hey i'm the new i'm the new black spider-man now so now we kind of get that a little bit more fleshed out which is really interesting because as is the case with a lot of these superhero films they they struggle with like do i reveal who i am to those closest to me and are there going to be consequences for that action if i do so um but at the same token it's like if you choose not to reveal then you also have to deal with the ramifications of like where are you all the time why are you always late why can't you be reliable and and shit like that and so yeah it's one of those frustrating things that you see in a lot of superhero movies but at the end of the but at the same token like when you put yourself in the super superheroes shoes you can kind of relate to that because it's like well yeah i don't want to endanger I don't want to endanger my friends by by revealing too much and like does this change the dynamic between our friendship and everything? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of questions that you can uh that you can ask with with that kind of uh lifestyle, but um I liked that they fleshed that out a little bit more. Um I'm curious about this this uh what's his name? Spot? Spot. Yeah. Spot villain because he didn't Miguel honestly comes off a lot more menacing, but near the end of this movie you kind of you kind of see spot kind of like taking more of that menacing role and it's a very brief very brief moment but you're just like oh shit it looks like shit's about to go get real and you know he kind of has a the spot was always some like a a character that started off as a joke in literally every iteration he Mm -hmm. always started off as a joke and then like because his powers are so versatile, mm-hmm. he always became more of a threat. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh shit, he actually he's actually pretty bad. But the thing was like he never became like he was never like vicious. Mm. This is the first time I've uh seen an iteration of him mm-hmm. where Jason uh Schwartzman kind of like played him not vicious, but like kind of like, yo, he 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 pissed. He pissed. Mm. Yeah, I, I want them to lean a little bit more into that because I wasn't really feeling the the jokey villain type. Like I was more, I was actually more invested in Miguel and how vicious and aggressive he was. And I was like, oh man, I, I need to see more of this. Um, and we get a brief moment of that, and and that whole sequence where the, um, ooh, I, ooh, ooh, I mean, I could, ooh. I mean, it's in the trailer, yo. I could, like, okay, 
right. like the spider people are coming after miles you know what i mean like that was in the trailer that's not a spoiler yeah, that's fair they, they, yeah. they, 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 they didn't even say it with words in the trailer yeah so not yeah. even visuals okay so so that whole thing happens and so um that whole sequence was dope i really enjoyed that and i want to i'd love to see more sequences like that um <laughs> I'm not going to say too much else about the film uh, other than just uh, the visuals were really great. Uh, Umar, you pointed this out, and uh, I agree. The the, the, the music, the, the soundtrack was really dope as well. Um, I like the overall character development. They had a lot of interesting characters. Miguel is really interesting. Um, kind of Animation? Kinda, yeah, the animation is great. Kind of weird that the – who who is uh, Issa Rae's character? What, which Spider-Woman is that? Oh, Boy, she, uh, I guess she I guess she is a type of Spider Woman on the yeah. motorcycle. And I'm like, damn, you you fighting crime while you're pregnant? That is that is not good parenting. And then on top of that, <laughs> also uh, the other Peter Parker is carrying his baby on missions. I'm like, what what's up with y'all, man? Like, not is... not not going for Parent of the Year. Yeah, maybe, definitely maybe not. Maybe a Spider Verse <laughs> award, but not not a yeah. not a not on everyone else's Parent of the Year. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I, 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 fe- I fear that I'm going to spoil it, so I'm just going to leave it there. And uh, my my overall rating, I would say, I, I feel like I still need to let it marinate, but I'm leaning, but I'm leaning at a. I'm going to go nine. I'm going to go nine. A nine. Umar is offended because he's at eleven. <laughs> Facts. Well, facts. I, okay, I need because I need to see, I need to see it as a whole. I feel like this is a like a two parter, so I need to see where the rest of this goes, and then I can reorganize my my overall rating when the trilogy is done. That's a it's it's an interesting point because I I will say that like if being on a cliffhanger gives you a level of like, because I mean as any cliffhanger is meant to do, mm-hmm. you're like, but but what next? And that feeling is both good and a gut punch. Uh, yeah. And so, so there's a, a part of me that's like, you know, there's things we haven't resolved yet. So I don't know how I feel. Like, in, like Infinity War, like how that left off. You're like, wait, what? Wait, whoa, we're we're ending there. Hold on. Hold up, hold up. Okay, so this is an interesting question. So, would you say, generally speaking, tactics that when you see a uh, a cliffhanger in a movie? Mm-hmm. You, that automatically puts you in it automatically creates an inherent negative for you no, i wouldn't say it's a negative it's just like oh because i i know there's still it's not a complete story for me so overall i feel like like they haven't really fully fleshed it out yet to the point where it's like okay there's still a large chunk of this story that we need to tell but we can't do it in one movie so we're gonna split it and so it's not i wouldn't say that it's a negative it's just i i feel like I can't give it a true rating until I've seen the final product. You know what I mean? So like, so based off of other merits alone. So like, is it an entertaining film? Does it have rewatchability? Um, yeah, I, I rate it based off of all of those things. And yes, definitely it has rewatchability. I would sit through this again, two and a half hours. It didn't feel like two and a half hours to yeah. me. It was, right? it was two, two hours and 15 minutes. Or two yeah. fifteen. sorry. Um, it definitely didn't feel so like yeah, two yeah, and a half so hours. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Perception of time went right out the window for me. So, uh, yeah. So, I I mean, I I think once uh, you said Beyond the, the Spider-Verse is the next one? 
yeah. yeah so once that comes out i think upon revisiting this movie again and, and re-watching it for an additional time i'd be able to give a much a much more accurate rating because i've now seen everything like the vision in its entirety it's not like a guardians of the galaxy trilogy where it's like each film felt like its own complete self-contained independent yeah, yeah even though they were still building towards an overall trilogy this very much felt like a like a part one of two type of thing yeah i mean it, it very much it was yeah 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 because yeah. like it, even it though it felt like that they're gonna have this like trilogy that has yeah. an overarching story because they did a great job between the first film and this film to tie yeah. things together and it's okay so they were building this story yeah but yeah there's very much as like movie one movie two mm-hmm. point a you know yeah yeah and also umar to give you a better feeling about what tax is saying here like I, I i feel you like i gave it a 10 but i there's a part of me that's like a little bit like i know i need to watch it twice to like fully realize the 10 because I was so overwhelmed with stuff. I'm like, I know I'm almost like voting on the uh, rating on the future of like, I know when I see the second time I will absorb everything. But the first time there's stuff I wasn't absorbing because I'm like, there's just a lot in every every visual that I'm like, ho, ho, ho. But you know, when it comes to these cliffhangers to make you feel better about tactics rating, I mean, Fast X was a cliffhanger, and it did not get such a such a high mark. So it, it comes down to the film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We only rated it high based on the ride, bro. Not not the movie as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was at Wonderland that night, bro. Yeah. Uh, and Tacky's early, you asked a question: Is this like a new trend with the cliffhanger thing? <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing. The people who wrote this film and wrote Fast X were not working together, planning anything <laughs> together. Because if they were, we would have had they would have had notes on the Fast 100%, X movie. One hundred percent, yo. Um. So okay, uh, I will. I do want to ask uh, T uh, as spoiler free as you can make this. Sure. Were you significantly emotionally impacted while watching this film? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, there were moments where, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that it tugged on my heartstrings quite the same way as like No Way Home, for example. There were right. a lot of moments in there where I was just kind of like, damn, that 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 cuts deep. In uh, this, again, I feel like it's, well, it, it is, it's, it's part one of two, right? So I feel like we haven't really gotten into the nitty gritty of a lot of this stuff. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot more heavy hitting moments. Someone, we're, we're going to lose someone, possibly Gwen. Um, you know what I mean? So like, there's there's still a lot left on the table. In terms of the emotional beats, there, there definitely were some touching moments, especially like the conversation that- um, no, no, no. I, I can say, come on! I can't even say the who we who we was talking to. This was in the trailer too, bro. Oh, Cancelled, oh. <laughs> cancel, motherfucker. <laughs> he he had a very heartfelt moment with his mother, which they alluded right. to. They alluded to in the trailer, and his mother is fine. And... <laughs> is it weird to say that? I don't know. Everyone was saying it's like it, this is like the most. Uh, the most beautiful Latin oh, yeah. animated character. Yeah, yet. one hands down. I, I've se- I've seen things online where they're like, okay, <laughs> like there there have been w- women thirsting after the dad. There have been uh, men thirsting after the mom, and people were like, there's no way that Miles is not one of those hot teenagers that people like are like unusually attracted to. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, to answer your question, Umar, um, I can't reveal everything, but yeah, there. From what I remember, there were quite a few touching moments in the film that was kind of like, hmm, okay, I either resonate with that or that hits deep to my core in some capacity. So yeah, how about you, Darcy? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have the same sentiment. It wasn't as um, say deep and and heartstring emotional as I say Guardian Street, which came out recently, but it everything with the mom she delivers on every scene like there's just so much um the dad still does what he does but the mom brought the 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 emotions um watching stuff related to gwen her backstory and stuff in her story that plays out in this film without you know getting into what that is um those were good moments and they were like oof okay that yeah but like it's not like i i didn't break no tears right you know i didn't have no desire to to break no tears so i wasn't um, necessarily referring to like uh that type of emotion because it's like i mean like all emotional spectrum yeah um yeah i mean i would say this the strongest stuff related to that i mean i had a really big emotional moment at the cliffhanger without i cannot talk about any reason as to why i will say one thing that was in the trailer that had some good emotions that definitely umar i know you felt something in that moment related to chai tea umar reacted to that and i'm like you've seen this in the trailer like i was watching i'm like we all saw this in the trailer like why are you still reacting you knew it was coming i never actually <laughs> saw that in the trailer so that was hilarious. i didn't see that in the trailer either oh okay i told you i think yeah because like i think you may have seen like uh one of the like the tv spots or something but like from so i was reading that the that the actor who plays um uh uh the like indian spider-man uh yeah he's the guy from he's the guy the taxi cab driver from deadpool he was saying that oh yeah yeah yeah. oh no i didn't know that yeah so he was saying that um he had like done his lines and the directors and the writers came back to him and they're like, look, we, we, we feel like we're not getting a like a really authentic experience. Uh, we want you to come back and we want you to infuse what like anything you want to culturally speaking. That's awesome. And so since since he lived in uh, India, he, uh, like when he was growing up, he was like, yeah, there's like a lot I can say. So like a lot of those things were actually him <laughs> bringing it forward. So that's why I like with the, like the chai tea argument and like uh and also like the the non non uh the non bread <laughs> thing. I was just like, thank you, thank you. We're sa- we're saying it, people. We're saying it. So I, uh yeah, I love that moment, and I can't spoil it. But at the end, it just makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, me for me, for, for me, what I will say is that uh, I found this movie from beginning to end awe-inspiring. Like the animation was gorgeous, and like we've all grown, like the three of us have grown up with cartoons, anime, and other like animated stuff. And like the fact that like I am wowed by this movie is like you know they did shit with mm-hmm. this that like you don't see you don't see every day the cameos bro the cameos cameos for days i mean for cameos for days 
characters for days. The I mean, we yeah. saw in the trailer the, all the different spider people and yeah. and beings, and even even still, you're like, okay, no, it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. And there's they they do really without saying what they are, they do a really good job of making fun of Spider-Man's own tropes with spider people doing them, but doing them in funny ways, so that you're like, it's just funny, like just even the tw- the tw- I don't have yeah. that sound, but like the quip, whatever, like just whip, 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 you know, like just so many things that are just like, wow, just especially I, the, I that part when all the spider people are happening. Uh, plus, also, there's like just the amount of things like in people's bedrooms that are drawn on walls. Right. I just yeah. Omar, I was like, this is going to be the most replayed like going frame by frame film ever 100 there's just so much because like and 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 all these people drawing this stuff it's like if they're gonna draw something are they gonna waste it on something that's pointless or are they gonna put easter eggs in everything because if i'm gonna spend like three hours coming up with like random stuff to put on on miles wall i might as well put something in there that i care about um okay so just a like a little piece of uh I guess like behind the scenes information. So the movie was written by the same people who made the first movie, which is Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and David Callahan. It was directed by a different group of people this time. Uh, one, uh, one of them uh, is uh, Justin K. Thompson. Uh, another one is called Kemp Powers, uh, who was also on the first one. And also they had Joaquin DeSantos. Now, Joaquin DeSantos, for those of you who uh, who are big uh, Justice League Unlimited and Avatar fans, he has directed several episodes of Justice League Unlimited, Avatar The Lost Airbender, Avatar Legend of Korra, Voltron, a legendary defender that just came out on Netflix, and, and like, now this. While um, uh, Camp Powers has done the previous one, this one, and Soul. Okay. So you say it's all heavy hitters. All heavy. Like these these they they brought people who don't fuck around. Let, mm-hmm. let me just put it that way. Like <laughs> and you can tell because for me it was not just exhilaration. I rarely anymore as I've gotten older and as I've become more of a movie critic, I rarely feel the epic scale, the magnitude, the awe-inspiring badassery of the superhero genre. And when it happens, I'm like, yes. Like, Infinity War, I was like, all in. Endgame, I was all in. And like, you don't see that level of epic scale. This is a middle movie, guys. Like, this is the one people usually get wrong. And this gave me those feels. It's a dark night. It's a dark night. Okay, so now that you've said that, Darcy, I can finally ask the question that I was leading up to. T, with this film, do you feel this is like the dark night of the first one? And or did this movie meet your excited expectations that you went into it? Very good question. Um, Dark night in the sense of is the second film better than the first film? I would say yeah. yes. Um, again, it's still an unfair rating because I feel like, like it, it's 
incomplete in my eyes. So until I get the full experience, yeah, can't really rate it as a whole. But yes, to answer your question, I do feel like this would be the equivalent, the Dark Knight equivalent. Um, and then, sorry, what was your second question? Uh, the second question is because, like, I told you that uh, going into this movie, I had really high expectations. Oh, and, right. Yeah. So um, would you say that this one met your met or exceeded your expectations or fall short? I'd say it it <clears throat> I'd say it met my expectations because I had um okay. I'd heard a lot of I, I didn't really have super high expectations for the film, but I heard a lot of people talking about it and saying that it was really, really good. Uh and then mm -hmm. I saw your rating and you gave it a 10 out of 10, and I was like, oh shit, okay. Um but again, all movie is subjective, right? So I yeah. Again, kept my expectations not low, but at a moderate level, and I'd say my expectations were were met. I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end, and I'm eager to see see more. I I, I want I, they they haven't missed yet with this with this uh, movie franchise. So yeah, I mean, and they did a lot of really cool, interesting things, like cameos. I mean, that's all I gotta say uh that those are really cool to see um and i it it basically the way that they they set everything up it's going to be pretty epic based off of the ending so yeah i'm excited i'm excited it, it, if anything this movie has increased my expectations for the third film mm -hmm. so okay. yeah uh Darcy, do you want to say anything, or uh, again, I just like uh, give some uh, pieces of future tidbit information on this franchise? I only got one thing to say. It's mm -hmm. the most important thing related to this film. When is the next one coming out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, it is expected to March twenty twenty four. Oh yes. Oh shit. I, I was hoping that's that they soon, were, eh? they're building it as a two-parter. Oh shit! Since they're doing two two-parter, that they would, you know, not be like, "Hey, we're done this film. We need five more years of production." Like, why would you leave us on that cliffhanger? Yeah, I just <laughs> I just hope they're not using Chat P GBT to write this. Uh, I think the fact that it's <laughs> this good is either if, okay. If this is Chat GBT, then like Skynet is happening like soon. Well, no, no, it's just they have good prompts. They actually, have to ask the right <laughs> yeah. um, no, but it more likely they wrote the whole story for the because, like, they, you don't have a cliffhanger in the middle of what's essentially a big story and be like, Yeah, we haven't written that part yet. Like, there are probably things they would adjust, but they probably wrote the whole thing, they're just still that, animating it. <laughs> that's what Fast and the Furious did. They probably don't have a story, they don't know how they're ending this. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. make it up as we go, guys. Absolutely agreed. So yeah, so the sequel Beyond the Spider Verse is going to be happening. Uh, for right now, is slated for March 29th, twenty twenty four, and also We're there is much, a Spider Woman spinoff film that would focus <laughs> on three generations of female Spider related characters uh, being in development right now. So so okay, so is Spider Gwen? Oh, oh. Sorry, considered... so sorry. Just just an addition to that. Uh, the film is going to focus on Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen, uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, the, uh, the pregnant one that we saw, and Silk, Cindy Moon. Mm. Okay, so question. Mm -hmm. Is Spider-Gwen actually her superhero name? 
or does she actually go by Spider Woman in the comics? Because Spider Gwen's kind of on the nose. Like, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like what's your what's your secret identity yeah. it's not gwen yeah <laughs> um her actual name is ghost spider ghost spider okay got you yeah like uh, she was spider woman then ghost spider but like you should just among fan that. among fans they call her spider gwen yeah. you. I, would, I would just lead with that yeah, I'm also, Spider I Peter. I think, <laughs> Spider Peter. <laughs> I think this the uh okay, so like the, the title is called Spider Gwen 2. But in the comics when people are referring to them, it's Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider, okay. That's a badass name. Yeah. But uh no, actually uh so T, do you know who Silk is? I've heard the name. I'm not familiar with the character. Maybe if so I saw she, an image. Yeah, so she's kind of like uh, she's meant to be uh, like genetically the mate to Peter Parker. She's uh, meant to be a genetic mate. Yeah, yeah. like narrow like, that down. Like explain that a little. Just basically, <laughs> when they're around each other, they are desperately trying to stop the urge to fuck each other. Oh damn! Yo, this man gets a lot of play, eh? Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, Black Cat. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, there's also a police uh, CSI individual too. Of course there is, and also there was Betty Brant back in the day. Oh yeah, that's right, man. He, he pulled, picked a good man. choice though. He pulled he, he Mary Jane. I, yeah, I rate that. So okay, so are we not fans of Mary Jane? What's going on? No, no, no. It's it's because of the, you. You're a fan of Mary Jane, and you said like he chose the right one. Technically speaking, currently, that is no longer the case. Why? What they broke up? Yes, uh, a, a new writer has decided to take over the Amazing Spider-Man run, and he's causing fans to want to shoot themselves in the head. He has basically undone ten years of Spider-Man, <laughs> and he has started by having Mary Jane break up, uh, Mary Jane and Spider-Man break up her to have kids with some other dude technically speaking it seems like she cheated on him and now peter is trying to hook up with a black cat and saying that mary jane is like a sister to him oh geez. while while also this writer is also killing miss marvel in his comic book oh that same, same dude okay yeah that same motherfucker mm. who's currently being told to not go to comic-con for fear of his life mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was looking at pictures of Silk. I was just ignoring all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I I understand why now you said genetically uh, meant to be his mate. <laughs> if you yeah, could I pull get up, it. I get you know, it. if you could pull up a picture and put it on the screen, that actually would be hilarious. I mean, I yeah. get it, man. Because like it, it was because like right now a Silk like Silk's introduction was that she was. She kind of has the same situation as Peter does and also is being hidden away. And when she was revealed, the two of them are like, hey, who are you? And then they l- immediately started to uh, to smush. Mm. Mm. So, in other words, we're going to get a rated R Spider-Man in the future. <laughs> well, it's a female-specific female uh, like uh, Spider-Man movie. So, like, I know, but uh, there's crossovers. We've got the whole Spider-Verse. Can, well, this stuff could happen. We, we could also get, like, maybe she get, like, genetically into Gwen. 
I mean, okay. He, he went for the motion vi <laughs> visual. The boomerang. <laughs> wow. It's all out here. Okay. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, go to our next topic, bros? Movie was good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> movie was good. All right. So, moving on to our next topic. Uh on the uh, on basically staying on brand with the whole discussion about um, animations and how good they are, we received uh, this past week the second trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film coming out. Now, for those of you who have watched our channel, you would know that we reviewed <laughs> the teaser trailer that came out uh, like a month or so ago, and that let's say that we were more than a little excited for this film. So with the release of the new trailer, we're going to like give our thoughts, given the fact that we now have a little bit more understanding of what the plot of the film is going to be like. So Darce, let's, let's start with you, man. What do you think of the trailer and what do you think of like what they're showing us? Yeah, I, I'm all in for this. Uh, it, I mean, obviously it has the animation style that we've become very accustomed to over the last two spider-man films um and that's exciting that it doesn't feel like a uh, a cheap uh ripoff um <coughs> like the way dreamworks animations look like a ripoff of pixar and feel cheap uh most of the time so they have a most couple of hits. they have a couple yeah of I, I was uh, that's what i was about to say yeah 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 uh but we, we saw a couple movies in the previews before spider-man <laughs> feel like the interns is working on those films but anyways <laughs> um but yeah this this is exciting because it has the fun of the original TMNT movie, but in a more, even more youthful way, um, mm -hmm. which is, this feels great. And it feels like, you know, if you've been a fan from time, right, you know, like the, this group here, then you're going to be appreciated. And at the same time, you could bring a five-year-old and it's highly accessible to them. It's that kind of like perfect middle ground. And yet it feels like we're going to hit something dark in this film as well. Um, I see uh, that. Also, uh, was that, was that, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I was going to say one person is a different person. Ice Cube's in this. Like, didn't mm -hmm. see that coming. <laughs> he was the villain. I thought, uh, he's, he's a villain of, I don't know how important he is, but he was. Ice Cube was in that, bro. Do you not realize it was Ice Cube's voice? I honestly, I uh, I think he was like, he was one of the background villains because like the main villain is Baxter Stockman, aka uh, the, the the like the fly. Yeah, no, no, I'm who, not saying he's who's John Carlos Esposito. He's just one of the mutated things, and I was just yeah. really surprised to see. At first, I was like, what the, what the, is that Ice Cube? <laughs> like I had that like whole like moment. Yeah, I thought that was there. Ice Cube too. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying Ice Cube is not in it. I thought, I thought you were saying that Ice Cube was the main villain, and like oh. he's not because like that's John Carlo Esposito who's playing Baxter Stockman. And yeah, I'm like, but, out of but, all the characters, he's playing Baxter Stockman. I would want him to play Shredder. Well, you know, um, overall, I'm just in. I'm excited by what I'm seeing, um, and it feels like the right way to move forward with the the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe in in a movie perspective, um, you know. And thank you for the Spider Verse opening up 
a world of people to animation in a way that like a lot of people who don't mess with animation were messing with that film and that's going to make people interested in, into this so I'm, I'm in like i i want i can't wait to see it gee yeah i'm in as well i enjoyed the trailer but i think my only gripe and it's a small gripe is the uh the voice between uh michelangelo and donatello that still bugs me for some reason it just <laughs> i will so never forgive you for ruining that for me it just seems so off like it seems like donatello is the young the young one and yeah it's a small nitpick but yeah it I uh, hear you. It, it does bother me a little bit but um outside of that i i enjoy everything that i'm seeing in the trailer it looks interesting i'm not too familiar with superfly um or at least i don't remember him from the i don't remember him either yeah i don't really remember him at all but it looks interesting it looks fun and like darcy said it 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 highlights the the playfulness of of the the Ninja Turtles that we didn't really get a whole lot of from uh, the Michael Bay films. Uh, but to that point about the Michael Bay film, there's there is a couple shots in here, especially especially this one here. I'm gonna that reminded me a little bit of uh, Michael Bay, the second yeah. one, right, where they're doing the they're doing the beatboxing in the elevator. That was in the, that was in the first one. Sorry, yeah, the first one, yeah, because they're they're all positioned the exact same way as oh, that yeah. is in that scene, yeah. right? So, and then um, in terms of like some of the the designs, right? Like Raphael in Michael Bay's version, he had the full do rag yep. thing going on, and then Donatello with the glasses and whatnot. So, yeah, um, it definitely it definitely seems like Seth Rogen was somewhat of a fan of the Michael Bay film, and or he's paying he, homage. Or pay, like, yeah, the thing is, because also he has they have letters like the first Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so it's like I think you could like pick and choose from like each of like I think that's what he did. Like he picked right. and choose from each of one and like it's using that. Yeah, oh, that's right. And actually, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a scene in the trailer where their eyes go completely white. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking dope. Yeah, so yeah. that's from like the the cartoon, right? The, like, it's a 2012 one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I found that to be really cool. So yeah, it, it looks fun. It looks playful. Um, I like the humor. The turtles have always been fun and enjoyable, and so you know, this is definitely going to take us back to our childhood and and bring us back to that moment. So yeah, I'm. I'm excited about this. I don't know too much about what what's going on with the plot, um, but uh, I I do hope that we get some sort of like a cameo or some sort of like a reveal at the end of like of Shredder because it'd be cool to see what Shredder a version of Shredder in with this animation style is going to look like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So for, for for me personally, I would say that uh, this the, I had a singular and you guys are not going to be surprised singular nitpick of what this story looks like it's showing. I'm not a huge fan of the massive focus on like mutants. Well, it is called mutant mayhem. Fair enough. But like, I didn't, I thought that was going to be like specifically in regards to the turtles. I didn't think it would like, it's like the fact that they're, they're like un like they're like, it's a, they're in first times out. So like they're causing mayhem as opposed to like, being able to like fix like be doing like uh, fixing things, but this is like literally a mutant mayhem where like all the mutated characters from like from lore are just like coming out like on mass, and it's gonna be like a mutant to mutant uh, war. I personally am, and I, I I recognize this is not an objective thing. This is just me personally. I'm not personally a big fan of that direction for the first film. At the same time, 
for all we know, I may end up loving it because, like, honestly, like what you guys are saying, this movie looks dope as hell, and I'm in. I'm like, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be watching this movie. I'm gonna be excited to watch this movie. I'm gonna be praying for like high reviews. I'm not gonna be. I'll actually be surprised if this gets low reviews or mid, like mid reviews. Like, I'm expecting this to be a good film. Mm-hmm. So, I personally am not a big fan of like the direction, uh, the like the immense amount of mutants. Uh, one thing positive is it's no. I'm so glad that Splinter loses the afro. <laughs> yeah. That looked like it was just like a throwback to his to to, to a different <laughs> time. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he also looks older when we see him in this trailer than he did in that moment. So I think yeah, that was just a like, you know, like probably someone's making a reference. He's like, don't talk about yeah. that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotta say, I love Jackie Chan's like momentary. Like it's like, oh man, you ratted us out. And it's like. Yo, don't use that word that way. And it's like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then good. he's like, it's 2023, guys. <laughs> I missed that. I, yeah. Darcy told me that yesterday. I was like, oh, really? And I went back and I checked. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so like, I, I will say that I, I am all in for this. I just have one a nitpick, and I wouldn't be me if I didn't have a nitpick. But to be honest, I, I am sold on this. Like, this does not need to convince. I don't need another trailer. In fact, I probably won't watch another trailer because I don't want further developments yeah. to kind of yeah. like hamper my idea I actually want to go in blind and like enjoy this yeah um and also look up T I just I wish you just hadn't <laughs> convinced me of the voice I was happy with the voices man I was happy with the voices and, and now whenever I hear Donnie and Mikey talk I'm like bro he's right. that- they should be switched. <clears throat> next to Raph Mikey Michelangelo is my favorite Ninja Turtle and so in all of the iterations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he's always had a very young-sounding voice, and it was always very comical. He always had that dude kind of swagger. He had an immature voice, not yeah. a young voice. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, 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 it sounded younger than some of the other turtles in comparison, right? And so with this, it was just so off where it was like Donatello's distinct, distinctually sounds that much younger, so much younger than... Mm. The rest of the turtles and it was just it i if they just did a switch it would have been fine here's the thing i have a theory about this and i think two things are going to happen and they might not all happen within this film it might happen because they're obviously going to have more than one film if it's successful right is it my number one thing is you know a lot of times people in the last few years whatever have you know posted memes or the revelations about oh i didn't realize this about the about the, the, the turtles being that um all of the weapons were that were given to them were to counter their something about their personality right mm-hmm. you know raf is the most uh you know raged individual so he has to have the most precise weapon to have to help him focus himself right mm-hmm. as an example and so i have a feeling that the way kind of the story has been written is that they're a bunch of kids having a lot of fun and they're going and they're and you see that like um uh, so I'm going through the list. Michael, oh my gosh, not Raphael. The, the last one I can't think of right. Leonardo, I can see the L right there. Oh my god. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Leonardo feels more cowardice in the beginning of this, mm-hmm. and obviously Raph's more courageous. But yet, Donatello always, uh, sorry, Leonardo always ends up, is the leader, right? And I think that there's going to be something in the lessons of this movie that's going to make them rise more into the what we know them to be. And I think yeah. something's going to make Michelangelo become more like jokey, 
for whatever reason, or we just haven't seen enough of it, and it's just it's yeah. perception difference, right? That's one thing I think is going to happen. And the second thing that's uh, that, that's going to happen, but I think going into the second film, which I think would just be funny, is puberty, <laughs> because uh-huh. they don't sound like they've hit it yet. And I think that I think they just they're going to just have something with puberty. And if the actors, I don't know if the actors, I didn't look them up to see if they're like what ages they are, but if they're actually young enough to go through puberty, it would be just straight hilarious. That would be hilarious. Just fundamentally changes, and then and it's just kind of like when. And um, you change Aunt Viv, you're like, what happened to you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? It's like the same person, but like the voice is different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a feeling because like the thing is like Splinter gives their def like like the most positive uh, character definitions for them in the trailer. Like he uh, like he calls um uh, Raphael brave. He calls uh, Donatello wise. Uh, he calls a uh, Leo uh, honorable. Like I think those are going to be them. Like kind of like hearing that, but not like really understanding what that is. And then like kind of eventually be coming to that level. Like you'll see them kind of like what you're saying, Darcy. Like fulfill that aspect. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, no, I have no doubt in my mind that the, they're going to get the personalities right. The my whole thing is just the voice i just think the voice is very off but other than that i can i definitely see i can definitely foresee them st- staying true to the actual personalities of each individual uh turtle yeah yeah um i i'm not gonna lie i'm rather interested to see what the action sequences are going to be like because especially now after watching uh across the spider-verse and seeing just how fast like honestly i have a hard time keeping up with into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse fight sequences because mm-hmm. they are just so fast and so mm-hmm. well done and so intricate if they do that with ninja turtles i'm gonna lose my fucking mind mm-hmm. yeah i would well, I love think they will yeah, I, like I would love to see a version. So you remember the first movie, the 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 last, well, the second last fight scene with the uh, with the foot on the roof. Oh, the, like, oh, you mean the original? The, like, like the, the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, the yeah, original, yeah, yeah, yeah. original. I would love to see like more fight style like that, and with more of um, the turtles tag teaming, like doing like dual dual yeah. fights. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. I, I hope that they pay homage to a lot of those scenes from the the older films. I would say, given the success of Across uh, Into the Spider Verse and now Across the Spider Verse, and also the fact that Seth Rogen is clearly like like what you were saying, Darcy, uh, about the people who did uh, the Into the Spider the Spider Verse uh, people, they care and they clearly respect this, like the source material and what's come before. Mm-hmm. I see, based off of what the trailers have shown. I see Seth Rogen and the people behind this uh, to have equal, like, levels of respect. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, doing that seems like not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean, homage is already being shown, even in just those, the, like, we look at that one picture alone, this picture, and we're like, how many different things can we pick out that are homages to different moments, right? And it's like, if we can just see that in just the, the way their costume is set up and the way that they're designed, um, yeah, there's going to be stuff all over the place in this. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to our next topic, which is 
relatively similar to what we're like. Basically, we're doing very close transitions uh, uh, this week. So uh, a bit of information that I learned, or actually a, a little bit of like background information that I learned about TMNT was something that apparently other geeks knew about, but I didn't. Uh, so the Daredevil comics, uh, the character of Daredevil, actually kind of were responsible for the creation of the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, for example, uh, it is it hasn't been done uh, in the comics, not, not to my knowledge, that they have actually legitimately put them together and have said this, like, 100% is canon. But the individuals who... Uh, uh, who created uh, the Turtles were people who also read Daredevil comics and drew a lot of inspiration. Uh, so much so that the creation of the Turtles is said to be the, at the same moment that created Daredevil, aka the the truck that uh, like the the chemicals that fell from the truck that splashed um, uh, Matt Murdock and caused him his blindness but also gave him echo like location and like sonar abilities that is the ooze and that the ooze then went and also caused uh like the breaking of the um baby turtles uh and for them to fall in the sewers and for the ooze to like or the chemicals or the ooze to then splash them and splinter at the same time therefore creating the four who are also like it, it, they also gained a little bit more uh, inspiration from the defenders because that's why they're four turtles, just like the four members of the defenders, which were Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, Jessica Jones, and I mean I, I shouldn't be hating on Iron Fist just because of the stupid live action Netflix series, but still, yeah, and he still wants to play it, and I'm like, please go away. Anyway. So, but also like Splinter is kind of like an offshoot, or like a a, a kind of mockery version of Stick. Stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the same with uh, the hand. You have the foot, mm-hmm. and so these. I had no idea of the the connection between this, especially when uh, Kevin Eastman was like uh, like draw, like making the. The story now again. Uh, the story definitely took a very different direction than how uh, Daredevil does, but people know uh, Team NT based off the cartoons or the live action movie, but the comics were actually the first iterations, and they were dark, like they were straight up killing people, aka the foot, like. Like you could see with size and with a sword, they probably fucked some. Sh- they fucked some shit up. So it is kind of was meant to be a serious mutant version that I think that like we're going to then have them one day join the Marvels, but they kind of like kept it separate. Mm. <clears throat> oh, it's raining out that. But uh, yeah, so like I, I just wa- I wanted to know if you guys had like known uh, any of this because I-, I learned it like last week. T? 
yeah, I've, I've, I've known about this. I, I heard about this. I thought it was really interesting. And it's cool now because the, they did a crossover with the Turtles and Batman in one of the yeah. animated movies. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll do a crossover with, uh, with, with Daredevil in some form or capacity. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, little tidbit. Um, it's, it, I, I'm not surprised that not a lot of people knew about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I found it cool. Darth? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I think you can see some of the parallels, too. Like, I kind of feel like when you said the Defenders, I was like, kind of Raphael kind of reminds me of uh, of Daredevil as, like, the the one of the four from, from the Defenders, right? And, That's interesting. And then Mike, Michelangelo, not from personality, but from just the color, right? Like, kind of like Iron Fist a little bit for me. Um, but uh, they don't all like match up exactly. But there's just like there's something in there that kind of like oh, go oh yeah it's kind of, it's kind of similar there. Um, so but Ooh. yeah, I would love to see a crossover. What do we got here? Uh, Chris Tari gave gave us some uh, info. Well, read it out for us. Well, all let right. Us so know. Sh- uh, Shredder. Uh, so Chris says Shredder dies in the first issue at the end of the comic as well, basically starting as a one-off before becoming like a regular one in the in the cartoons. Also, Shredder was inspired by a cheese crater. <laughs> wow, that's uh, accurate. <laughs> what, what were well, I guess smoking? he doesn't have to ever look for a can opener. Ooh. <laughs> Great reference. I, I got to say, T, one of my favorite things about you is like randomly you are going to bring out TMNT first movies uh, like uh, dialogue. Uh, Bro, I love that movie, man. Like, unapologetically, that movie is great. Like, every time I, like, look for a scene from the movie where I, like, like, I'll randomly have moments, like, like, periodically where I'll be like, oh, I remember that scene with Raph on the roof. And then I'll, like, go and search for it. And then I'll end up just watching the whole movie. Damn. Bless you. You guys hear hear that? that, 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 That's what I'm about to be driving in. (laughs) But no, no. Yeah, yeah, because like I I remember uh, what was it? We we were out somewhere uh, and uh, and I said something to Tactics and like he just looked at me and he's like, a lot of sigh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just kind of looked at him. And I'm like, what? And then I I literally couldn't stop laughing because uh, <laughs> it was it it makes no sense to say that because I, oh, oh, I I remember I was like, are you okay, man? He's like, yo, I lost a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> but I could get it back. I could get it back. <laughs> you are here it, because the outside world rejects you. <laughs> <laughs> it just was so quick and so random. I, I was, uh, I was done. And like, Bro. I think uh, we were, at, I think we were like at Boston Pizza one time, and, and like the, the waiter left, and he's like, "Yo, he better not put any anchovies on this, or yeah. he's going to big trouble." Okay, and again, I died. Pizza dudes got thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't think we still do that anymore. <laughs> nah, nah, the, the, nah. the pizza being free thing, nah. but yeah, if somebody does put anchovies on my pizza, yeah, they, we gonna have some big problems because yeah. like that, that's Actually, not something you accidentally just put on people's pizza. Yeah, <laughs> pizza, pizza, pizza still does the uh, free after 40, 40 minutes, but like there's there's so many locations now that like if it's 40 minutes you know shit's gone down they're traveling into like a shit storm bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> 40 minutes <laughs> and, and and honestly 
That pizza should be free anyway. It's, not, it's like the worst pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Umar. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> pizza, pizza, you're loved by me. You're loved by me. <laughs> get, but, get, get, uh, get him one extra large cheese, extra anchovies. How dare you? Do they even, hold, hold up. Do they still have anchovies as an option? Yep. Yes, they do. They, Domino's fucked up my pizza by putting anchovies on it. It actually happened to you? Yep, 100%. And, I, and if the thing is, it's not like you can just pick it off and like still eat. Like Once anchovies touches the, the box, it, it fucks up the whole pizza. It seeps in oh, everywhere. Yeah, 100%. It's nothing like putting... First of all, I can't think of a pizza I've ever wanted fish on. Um, like at all yeah. or seafood in general like like shrimp on my pizza no nah, it's not the, it's not the vibe yeah so yeah no once you put yeah. f- fish on your pizza that flavor everywhere yeah yeah i would say like the the most random but also like, well it, this was random back in the day because like this is before it came over here but i i remember i went to pakistan uh one year and we were at uh pizza hut look sorry the pakistani pizza hut like that just opened and they had tandoori chicken pizza and they had like beef kebab chicken and i was just like hmm i'm gonna give that a try now obviously they they have that in certain uh uh pizza places right now but like back in the day i, I was i was like having this chicken i'm like this is a one of those times where two things that are awesome that come together actually are awesome Okay, yeah, I was like, that sounds like it could be good. Yeah, you get the right like kind it, of yeah. pizza, like the kind yeah. of pizza dough where you get a little salt on it and that butter chicken. I mean, that, that could be fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't so, no, like, I, <laughs> no, like, I, I remember I was actually like genuinely afraid that this was going to be bad. And, like, you know, when the smell just doesn't go the way you want it to, I was like, oh, this is, oh, I took a bite. And I'm like, oh, no, we good. We good. We good. Yeah. Oof. Now I want that. Now I want butter chicken pizza. Yeah, they actually have that here. Yeah, I, I don't know where. I feel like I saw it somewhere. Yo, it, we it, need like one more bro in this chat for yeah. us to be the TMNT right now. <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah. By the way, now I also want lamb vindaloo. I wonder if that they make that as a pizza. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yo, our next bro's night is going to be epic like we're gonna spend most of that time like look, look, looking for a pizza place <laughs> I or, or we're just gonna get butter chicken and pizza and be like yeah. <laughs> try it out ourselves yo. <laughs> like give me one cheese pizza give me one order of butter chicken give me some non bread don't do that man <laughs> just don't do that man i've never said i don't ever say non bread i don't say non but i definitely say chai tea didn't know it very well now i know but it's gonna be hard not to say because it's like it's it like it's like every other tea is like can i get a green tea can i get a this can i get a chai and just stop and it's gonna be weird in english language for people yeah. to be like what what do you want like you know the interesting thing you say that is like you saying uh, I'm gonna just order a chai and like that for me that felt so normal for you to say but for you you're just like that's messed up. I've definitely said chai tea before. Oh, all the 100%. time. One hundred percent. Yeah, I said it just before we watched the film because yeah. I was ordering a tea and it was a chai tea and then I went to the film they said it and I was like, yeah, but how would I not order it? It says that <laughs> on the package. I'm just reading. <laughs> all right. Moving on to our final topic for the for the night. 
so um uh so uh, just letting our audience know that this uh we are in canada aka ontario slash toronto so therefore our netflix has just recently like i think in like like a week two weeks has just dropped batman the animated series uh justice league the animated series and also uh recently harley quinn uh, as well but like i'm going to be focusing on the batman animated series and justice league animated series oh the harley quinn's on there too oh okay yeah i gotta get get caught up on that show i'm i'm behind so that makes that first two seasons only not the third then i got nothing to talk about (laughs) (laughs) uh t did you see harley quinn uh i can't remember if i saw the third season yeah i haven't seen the third season either but i saw the first two yeah the last thing i remember is that uh her and poison ivy get together in a car right yeah yeah yeah. And they yeah, yeah okay yeah so, so you saw season two okay okay yeah yeah anyway so um it is like i mean look at tactics of shirt there is no question that the three bros rank batman as among our all-time favorite character actually darso who is your all-time favorite superhero character why you gotta do this to me right now why you gotta do this to me right now i'm I'm teasing now and all batman is definitely number five no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding top three i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) no i'm kidding number five (laughs) <laughs> Batman's bro there's only three people in this lineup right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm sorry wonder woman's gotta go and spider-man's gotta take her place that's all i'm saying right there and it might be miles morales and spider-man at this point so i'm just saying damn bro okay so two out of three of the bros would rank batman as their number one i, I i'm kidding batman's number one i'm just okay, saying okay, superman okay. and spider-man the next two like all the classic okay. three sorry okay, okay cool <laughs> yeah okay cool so as a result wait we Umar, grew... who's your mount rushmore of superheroes Oof. Ooh. Ooh. okay hold up hold up how, how many are in mount rushmore i think five. four or is it five? five there's five there's four Googling it, Mount Rushmore. While, while, while you do that, I'm gonna set, I'm gonna set it up. So like for me, I would say my my it's four. Rush, four. Sweet. Got it. Okay. So who's Mount Hold Rushmore? Up. So when we're saying Mount Rushmore, we're talking about one, two, three, and four superheroes ever, right? Yeah. Okay. For me, number one, Batman. Number two, Spider Man. Number three, Superman. Number four, Wolverine. Oh, that's, that's, I feel like that's every boy from our age group. Honestly, I couldn't help it because I'm like, I did grow up reading a lot of Wolverine and like loving Wolverine because I, I was born in the 80s, in like the mid 80s. And so like we kind of just naturally went towards Wolverine and then Hugh Jackman came and then we're like, then it was cool to like, ever, then it was cool for everyone to like Wolverine. So like, yeah, like I would say like, like those were my four. I'm gonna say I'm the same, but I have a question for you. If, Hold on, what's what's tease for uh, for? I'm gonna say Batman, Batman Beyond. <laughs> it's legit, I mean, I but it's yeah. So I, I will I will give you that. That's actually legit. <laughs> That's actually legit. Uh, Spider Man, and then I'll I'll say Superman for my last one. 
Okay, cool. Sorry. I literally thought this guy was going to say Batman, Batman, and all the way through, <laughs> but he said it, and it was still correct. Oh, my god. Darth, your question? Um, so you were saying you, you read a lot about Wolverine growing up. Now, if somebody put Cyclops on their Mount Rushmore, how would you feel about that person? <laughs> I have actually met someone who did do that. Oh, okay. So they're no longer a friend is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that my, my, I didn't, that was one of the few times that my reaction was not diplomatic. Uh, <laughs> I kind of was like. What'd you say about my mama? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, like, I kind of looked at him like, he's boring. And I was like, sorry, sorry, please go on. Uh, but like that person was already like, okay, well, whatever. But like, they they just like, you know, he's got Jean Grey, he's got the optic blast, and he's the leader of the X-Men. Like, what's not to love about him? I'm like. It's like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles, bro. Leo's actually my second favorite character. Interesting. So, okay. My original breakdown of the TMNT was Michelangelo, Leonardo, Leonardo uh, Donatello, and Raph. Wow, you put Raph last. Raph has always been my last. As I've gotten older, it's now Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Raph. Wow, is he still last? Damn. Yeah. Okay, we've gone massively off topic, but like <laughs> it was it was a good question, and I respect that. You, you just don't like mega turtles. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you say what I think you just yes, said? Yes, I did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you and if you repeat it, cancel. <laughs> I, I'm just talking about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I thought the Enunciation was my friend at that point. Yeah, it almost sounds like you're trying to say the sly version of it when yeah. you say Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start spelling it slowly. C A N. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so Netflix has released uh, Batman the Animated Series and Justice League the Animated Series. And I mean, like, I grew up, like, this was my, like, ent- like Batman the Animated Series was the first superhero property I was exposed to. Uh, well, actually, no, wait, Batman 1989 was, followed by immediately Batman uh, the Animated Series. But, like, Batman 89 was, like, a movie. This was, like, a four-year commitment on my part. And I was in for every single episode. I watched every single episode multiple times. And this is when they had to come on TV. So, like, you know, I was, like, like looking at my TV guide like a hawk and trying to find every Smash single TV guide. Wow. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. I okay. Some of y'all don't know about that. TV guy was out. <laughs> All right. So, what you guys, uh, I don't know if I've told you this, guys. So, I'm going to tell this to you live on air. I used to plan my weeks around my TV guide. Yo, you was a 60-year-old biddy. <laughs> <laughs> were you, were, were you were, after you were done with the, the, uh, the TV guide, would you pull out the chicken noodle soup for the soul? <laughs> Bro, I... <laughs> By the way, I actually loved those books back in the day. <laughs> but, but it's still, you know... No, like YTV, a space of uh, Channel Forty Nine uh, and A and E, and there was uh, and Channel Seven. Those were uh, the channels 
that I basically oh 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 and also channel uh I, I think it was forty seven uh was Cartoon, Cartoon Network that was that, that was the, yeah, yeah, Cartoon, yeah. Bro. yeah especially the late night Cartoon yeah, Network bro. oh man Spawn oh. Dracula movie? I asked my mom. I was thirteen. There was like this. I don't. I, I haven't seen it since. It was like some Dracula thing, and I was like, "Mom, can I watch this?" It was anime. It was like the first thing I'd seen outside of DBZ. So I went. I went from DBZ, and then I was like, I, they had this one late night thing, and I was like super interested. My mom let me stay up to watch because it wouldn't air till midnight, and it was grotesque and nudity she did not know this <laughs> wait but, yeah, i don't know this that was my second anime ever and i think it was called um I, I always forget i've been trying to remember what it was for my entire life since that point because i just it was like you know on tv and i didn't have like an internet to google it but it was like it was um uh what, what is what is a guy who hunts um like dracula and werewolf stuff like that oh Maybe van helsing H? Yeah, I think it was a Van Helsing, um, uh, uh, Dracula anime, and uh, yeah, it was my first true anime outside of DBZ. So yeah, I do not Cartoon know Network, what you're talking about. Respect. I don't, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I just remember it imprinted on me, and that was that was my love from that point on. <laughs> I uh, yeah, so like for, for me, yeah, so like anyway, the TV guide. I basically like. I would always pick up the TV guide first and I would start like like circling and highlighting it. And my parents were like, please stop like writing on like the TV guide because like they had like stuff that they didn't want to watch. But like like YTV and Reboot and like uh, Beast Wars and like Batman the Animated Series and like because like that came out, I think like on channel like CBC, uh, like on, on uh, CBC, CBC TV. Like nonetheless, I like this, this right here is it's like a pillar of my psyche. And I was all for it. And so when when I came back from my trip to Columbia, I was like on Netflix and like Batman the Animated Series uh, suggested. I was like, what? So I clicked on it and I'm like, okay, so it's the first 65 uh, episodes. So it's like before they do the, um, the Adventures of Batman and Robin and before the Batman, the uh, New Adventures of Batman. Uh, animated series like when they do like the full like costume change and like uh, all that sort of stuff but like so i have for the last like week and a half every single day i have been like you know when i'm done work when i'm done like uh, uh meeting up with people i put on an episode and i'm watching i will admit as an adult uh nearing 40 that the i'm starting to see the childish aspects of 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 the show that like came out in like 1992. Uh, and I don't care <laughs> Be because Kevin Conroy, my friends, Kevin Conroy's voice at his prime, Mark Hamill's voice as the Joker in his prime. Uh, the introduction of all the classic villains that, a lot of them haven't gotten a lot of attention. And like this rewatching it has really made me realize like um like Man Bat has been shown in the live action movies at all or or in the animated uh movies um very much. Uh the Killer Croc is like not properly been done, which is sad because like he actually does have a very dark story 
that can be kind of adapted. Um, and then also like the ventriloquist, which is just fantastic. Poison Ivy, I wish they would redo in a modern age because like, you know, like she's a, a very crazy eco-terrorist and it's nice to see. Um, I'm glad Penguin and Two-Face got their, like ju- they got justice done. And obviously the Joker has got justice done, but like, I want the ventriloquist. Uh, I, I I want like, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. But like, nonetheless, like rewatching uh, Doctor, Str- uh, yeah, uh, Professor uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Professor Crane. Well, actually, no, uh, Scarecrow was done pretty well by Killian Murphy. But like Doctor, like I would want Hugo, Hugo Strange. Strange, Hugo Strange. Yeah, sorry. The uh, I want Hugo Strange to be seen. I want Ventriloquist to be seen. Mr. Freeze. Just. The Mad Hatter, the Mad Hatter, like his episodes were so much stronger than I remember them to be. I, I used to think that it was like a, a joke sort of thing, but as an adult, I'm watching, I'm like, that's fucked up. And I kind of want to see that. So like re-watching the animated series and Justice League, it's a lot worse than I remember <laughs> uh, because like uh, while the first season was like so stupid at times, I'm sitting there, I'm like, that's the villain of the week and you're doing a two-parter for this? Like, this is weak sauce. Uh, but then, like, uh, the second season happens and, like, that's a little stronger. It's a little stronger. But, like, still, like, they're all just, like, like jokes. Uh, and and weirdly enough, the Justice League TV series, which was, like, a good 10 years, 15 years afterwards, feels more childish than the Batman animated series. And I was reading a review of uh, the Batman animated series and they were saying, like, you know... In comparison to, with the exception of Justice League Unlimited and Batman Beyond, all the other animated series that were kind of like happening around the same time as Batman and were kind of like drawing inspiration from it, they were all like comic book adaptions. But the first four seasons of Batman the Animated Series was like a a novel adaption. Like you're like they are trying to be independent they're trying to tell stories and also like they're having they're being forced to do all these psas in their in their cartoon because it's like a saturday morning cartoon but, oh the the do you guys remember the uh the episode the underdwellers the underdwellers that sounds familiar he was the guy who would steal like uh runaway kids and like keep them in the sewers to like be his slaves and like he would like uh he would like throw like he would make them accustomed to living in the dark and whenever they like did something bad he would throw them into uh uh like a room and turn on the light and have and leave them in there for like a day Hmm. and uh i i didn't remember this uh, line but like batman was like you are the only person i wish i could like like, he said something along the lines of like um you were like i i wish i am not the hand of justice to you are the first person to make me wish that I wasn't for what you've done to these children, but I am I am not. And it's like like the Joker, Two-Face, all these people, none of them took him to the level of wanting to kill except for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they need to tell this story. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the photos. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. I remember the, yeah. Like some like some of the episodes like are aren't great like <laughs> like I got Batman in my basement or like you know uh uh the like the the guy who like gives him becomes uh like a werewolf sort of thing like 
those are weak episodes. But then you have like Heart of Ice, which is like the the Mister Freeze one, which is great. You have the first introduction of Catwoman, which is also great. Uh, and and surprise, I didn't think I would enjoy this as much uh, this time around. But like the like the the heart of heart of steel. Uh, like uh, the Hardak episodes, like with the like the AI who tries to like replace everybody. Mm. That, that that was actually like a, a really fun one too. So like, uh, but also like they have some like like um, when the Killer Crocs uh, opening uh, uh, episode, like when they introduce him, that was fantastic. Uh, Man Bats uh, was still a great one. And what I loved is the fact that they showed that Batman was always the detective. Like, ooh, okay. Feet of clay, like Clayface. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was, and also when you look at it now as like a, an adult. I want I I watched that when I was like nine years old. That's a fucked up thing to see as a kid because like this guy is literally like changing involuntarily and like screaming as his body is literally like popping and like he's like shape shifting multiple parts of his body into multiple different characters and i'm like holy fuck is that is that when they force the <clears throat> the formula down his throat and like all you yes. see the silhouette yeah man what yeah a, yeah what a scene that was crazy yeah so and, and then the next thing you see he turns into goop yeah. like literally the next scene and i'm like i was nine years old when i watched this mm. yeah that was horrifying so this is just like my public service announcement. Yeah, if you're in Canada or if, if the States has the Batman the Animators, but like I'm saying my geek friends, <clears throat> y'all need to revisit the Batman the Animated series. Cause yes, it is a kid show. And yes, I see it now. But damn, do these this is quality quality. <laughs> that stands the test of time and it is so good to hear kevin conroy doing bruce wayne and batman dialects to that point um randomly in my youtube recommendations uh there was a uh, kevin conroy ai speaking and giving life advice as batman it's the greatest shit ever it's like they're like all of them are just two minutes but it's like uh batman gives you advice on how to save money batman gives you advice on how to handle a breakup it's crazy and i'm like yo i'm adding this to the playlist yo you gotta send that to me I'll bro it to it's so dope <laughs> and the, the the voice is actually legit man so i'm like i'll be there and i'll be shaving or whatever and i'm just listening to kevin conroy as batman yeah. giving me life advice first off send it <laughs> second of all uh it was handling the breakup like brood for f- five hours in the dark <laughs> 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 or just go beat the hell out of some criminal yeah. <laughs> but what i will say okay like oh okay so here's an episode i didn't remember very well but when i watched it i was like this is a really well-told story too much for a child but if they turn this into a live action film, holy fuck, would that be a psychologically thrilling one? Do you guys remember the uh, the episode where Batman gets exposed to a gas from a Scarecrow, and like he he gets actually committed to Arkham Asylum? Yeah, Fake yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah. That like so I rewatched that, and I, I had like I had mostly forgotten that episode, but oh my god. Like they they did like rudimentary sort of psychological assessment, like psychological like 
representations of what Bruce's nightmares and terror uh, terror hallucinations would be like. But like, if you give that to like a if okay, if I gave that, I'm like, here, Matt Reeves, here is the concept for your next film. You need to turn this into something. I can just only imagine what a, like a competent writer and director would do. like not to say that the cartoon wasn't competently done like it, it's a kid's show there's only so much they could have done but like that episode make me made me want to see live a, live action adaptions like proper adult uh or say um mature versions of these concepts and stories that these guys were making for kids shows mm-hmm. just just fantastic i like t darcy I, I know Darcy, you got your uh your your one piece T. I know you got school right now, but like, I'm going to tell you that like revisiting some of these episodes, like you don't have to do every single episode. I'm going through every single episode because like that's just how I, like what I want to do. But like, I I would say like take some time to like decompress and just watch one of these episodes. You won't regret it. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. I, it's been actually years. I haven't w- watched a single episode since I was a kid. Facts. So yeah, and I'm I'm finishing up a couple of the series, and you know, One Piece ain't going nowhere. So you know, I watch it and I go back and forth. Um, but like Andor. Uh, uh, no, no, like let, let that go. Like I'll watch Andor when either it feels like I have to watch Andor because um some tie-in or something, or I just <laughs> I feel like it. But it, bro, you gotta let this Andor go, okay? And it, like it ain't happening anytime soon, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, once I'm done with, with, with my Ted Lasso after tonight and uh, uh, I'm caught up oh, on you Dave. Haven't, you, you haven't seen the series finale? No. And I'm mad because I forgot that there was one more episode. And uh, and then uh, you, on YouTube, not no. So what oh, I, I saw no. was my fault and was totally legitimate. So Apple TV put out like they're like, you know, it's the end of the season and they put out this yeah. like video talking about all these different things in the cast. I'm like watching like, oh, you know, it's so good. Oh, I love all this stuff. And then at one point there's a scene and I'm like, I haven't seen this goddamn exit. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized like, I'm like, babe, there's another episode. No, why tonight? So yeah, I kind of, I kind of hurt myself. So I already know a big moment is coming. In it, yeah. which I already kind of knew off of the strength of the last episode, but still, yeah, I'm about to finish up my Ted Lasso. I still got my One Piece. We're, we're, in, we're in a good, good arc right now, dealing with the concept of slavery, which is like intense and awesome, like in terms of how they're depicting it. And uh, yeah, so, but I, I'll definitely gander my way over to a few episodes of this. T? Ted Lasso? Nah, I don't watch it. No, no. <laughs> uh, really? Like, no. I, oh, I mean, I, I haven't gotten around to it. They're like, I have so many shows to catch up on. It's not even funny. You know this, though. Ted Lasso is peak. It yeah. is one of the best shows ever done because it, it's like, honestly, my my top two favorite shows of all time right now are between Ted Lasso and One Piece. So, yeah. It's, it's definitely on my list of yeah. shows to watch for sure. Uh, but to you, like, would you, are you interested in, in like... Uh like going through the Batman animated series or is that something like it's going to be like on the backdrop for a while? Uh, no, I mean, if it's on Netflix, it's e- easily accessible. So I wouldn't mind checking out a couple of episodes. I don't, I feel like I wouldn't have to watch it in order because if I just jump right in, I'd, I'd get the recollection recollection going again. And so, 
yeah, just watching random episodes here and there, kind of almost like a Russian roulette type, just choosing at exactly. random. And exactly. Then, yeah, just going from there. So, yeah, I'd, I'd check it out for sure. Nice. Well, uh, for all of you who are watching right now and who are in Canada okay. and wanting to know what all the fuss is about, I would highly recommend uh, re-watching Batman the Animated Series. Justice League... For me personally, didn't it wasn't a, it's not a really great rewatching. Like the first season is tough. Like I remember the first time around, I wasn't a big fan of the first uh, season. Second season was such a like massive change. That I was like, oh, thank God, there's something. But like watching that too, I'm just like, I mean, some of these ideas are good, but other things just make no sense. Like they severely depower Superman. Uh, they, uh, Batman is like. He's in situations that it makes no sense for him to be in, and he's still like doing what he's doing. And I'm like, I'm I'm cool with this because they needed Batman to do something. But the fact that he like threw one batarang at like uh, at a brainiac and he it exploded, I'm like, you're just trying to make him matter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's all I gotta say. That's my PSA for uh, Batman animated series. I'm gonna volley it back to you, T. So that'll conclude uh, this episode of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it is just Darcy out here in his Tims. <laughs> and this is Big Geek Umar. Please uh, like and subscribe and also uh, uh, leave a comment. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future topics, we'd be happy to discuss them. Happy to uh, take them on. And live long and prosper, y'all. I fucked it up, but I still kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you call it out like that if it makes it better or not. <laughs> oh.